I mean, that's weird. I think I wouldn't have a cord, but if you if you feel like you need a cord, I personally have always felt that cords help with recording. It's <laughs> it's a very personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome. This is Podcast versus Podcast. My name is Piers Ray. My name is Eric Ivanovich. And this is a show, the only podcast pitching show I'm aware of on the internet, where Eric and I, and sometimes our special guest, no special guest today, uh, will pitch <laughs> podcast concepts back and forth with each other. At the end of the episode, we vote on the ideas. And if we can come to a unanimous con- agreement, consensus, some might call it, then we got to drop this show in the trash, take that show, and just run with it. Just run away just with run it. Just run away with it forever. That's our new show. Um, do, 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 do. Do, do, do. What is, do, do, do. What is that? Uh, it's the song Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh. Masterpiece. I only know. Run away. I don't know. I don't know that song. Uh, oh, is that Fleetwood Mac? No. Does Fleetwood Mac have a song called Run Away? Uh, no. You know what? There's only one way to find out. I'm going to look it up right now. We can ask them. We got Kanye West, Run Away. Yeah. I mean, that's the song I think of when I hear Run Away. I'm talking about Del Shannon's Runaway. I don't know. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay. Well, that's. I know Del the Funky Homo Sapien. No, this is Del Shannon. It's a 1961 song. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he was alive back then. I'm not seeing any. uh, I'm not seeing any um, Fleetwood Mac songs titled Runaway. I think you're thinking of Landslide. Probably. Which is like Runaway Rocks. Mm, Is that a Tusk song? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, I'm probably not thinking of that. The only one I know is Tusk. From the album Tusk? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing about the album Tusk is, uh, at least my version of it, it's yeah. Tusk is every other song. Is that <laughs> is that how you... What I do with albums, Eric, yeah. is I find my favorite tracks, Yeah. and then I find the tracks I don't like so much, which in the case of Tusk, like half of it's Lindsey Buckingham, I feel like very much so, mm-hmm. and half of it is Stevie Nicks very much so. Yeah. So I've just taken out all of Stevie Nicks's tracks. Yeah. And I've put Tusk in for every single one of those. Oh, you album. just replace. You don't just cut it. You replace it. Yeah, I replace. Well, otherwise the album's not as long, and then it's therefore not as good. No, of course. We all know that the best albums are the longest ones. Of course, of course. Eric, what is the al- longest album you've ever listened to? The longest album I've ever listened yeah. to. It might be, I mean, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, original soundtrack. Nice. Which is, nice. I don't know, like eight hours maybe. Six six to seven to eight hours potentially. Interesting. Totally sure. Uh, I feel the same way about the Lord of the Rings um, combined official soundtrack from the extended editions of all three movies. Yeah. Uh, because they play out the tracks as they recur. Really? Okay, so like, imagine you have the first scene. And Travels with Hobbits is playing. And okay. it plays all the way through. Then they go into the pub and you get whatever the score is in there and that plays. Well, and then you go back outside and Travels with Hobbits begins again. Then you got to listen to it a second time as we go through this next section. of. What the about Hobbit silent journey. parts of the movie? Is there just silence? Uh, no, I put in Tusk. Oh, you altered Mac. But it, by, if you buy it at the store. Yeah, otherwise you're not silence. getting... Yeah, otherwise yeah. it's not the same length as the movies. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I getting here? What is the point? <laughs> I uh, I once... Um, I found on the internet a 24-hour long song. Uh, it's like extremely, extremely slow metal. 
Um, and it included uh, this band had on their website like instructions on how to like configure iTunes so that it would play a song that is so long. Oh, really? Yeah, That's because cool. by default, like if you try to insert a song longer than I think six hours into uh, into iTunes, at least at the time, which was like 2007 or something or 2008. Right. Um, it would not work. It would like cr- cause an error that crashed it. So they said, uh, so you can do it if you want to use iTunes, you can do this stuff. Uh, if you want to use Windows Media Player, we, you can download this plugin that we have available with the song. So you had to like do a lot of work just to listen to this. I ended up not doing the work and not listening to the song. So for this drone metal. Yeah. Was it Earth? It was not Earth. Okay. Because I love Earth. I would have remembered it if it was Earth. It was yeah. like some super small band okay. like, that I'd never heard of before. Right. Not like Earth. Not not like Earth. The The chart toppers. I mean, they are kind of the chart toppers of drone metal. Oh, as far as drone metal goes, I can't think of a bigger band than Earth. I mean, I guess you could, I could say like Sunno or Boris, but it's arguable like is the Boris degree. Drone? Boris is every genre of metal. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, my favorite, uh, my favorite drone metal album is a Boris album. It's Boris at Last Feedbacker. Hmm. It's fucking incredible. Hmm. I hate to say it, but my favorite drone album, drone metal album, <laughs> yeah. is uh, Earth, The Bees Made Lenny and Money, Honey and the Lion's Skull. Well, I don't think you need to hate to say it, because it's... It's a great album. It's a good album. You know what's a better album than that one, though, is... Go on. Uh, Earth 2. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Okay. My f- my favorite Earth album. Uh, and this is a podcast, by the way. It's just a podcast about drone metal. It's just called Drone Metal, the podcast. And each episode, um, to be thematically... Relevant. Sorry, did you say the title was Drone Metal, the podcast? Drone Metal, the podcast. Yeah. Got it. Um, each episode to be thematically appropriate would be like 36 hours long. And we would talk about drone metal. We could talk about like other types of slower metal, like stoner metal, um, doom metal, that kind of stuff. Lullaby metal for kids. Lullaby metal. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, and we could talk about other sorts of drone, but it would be... Focus mainly on drone metal. This is interesting. This actually ties perfectly into the podcast I had brought into pitch. Today. Interesting. It's called Metal Drones, the podcast. And frankly, I'm sick of seeing those plastic drones everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that they, I mean, I know they're lighter and they're quieter and they're easier to manufacture and they're cheaper and all that stuff. But I, I don't think they can be used as, I don't think they can be weaponized as effectively. No. Which I don't like. Right. If you're going to send it to send this drone to a foreign country, for example, somewhere in the global south. uh, Or even if I'm just going out to the airport to fly it around. (laughs) Right. Right. Like if I hit something. Right. Of course. I want to be able to take it through the glass window of that air traffic control tower. No, of course. You can't do that with a little light plastic drone. I mean, what is the point? At that point, just just bring a bazooka or something. Now, here's what I'm thinking, Eric. And this is a really interesting idea. Yeah. Because... We would basically, we would take footage with these drones. Of course. A lot of people say that it's not as good because it's got that diesel engine on the metal drone and it's it's kind of shakes the camera the whole time. Mm. But we could take this music and we could, this drone music, mm-hmm. put it over my drone shots, shaky though they may be, mm-hmm. I admit it, and then we can just release that as bonus material in our Patreon account. Okay. Hmm. I feel like there's a lot of synergy between these two shows. I feel like there's barely any synergy outside of the titles. Like there's well, shockingly mean, little synergy. Okay, tell me what would go better over drone aerial footage. 
Um, I'm gonna give, no, I'm going to give you four options. Okay. Ska. Okay. Drone metal. Okay. Lullaby metal. Right. Metal ska. It's got to be metal ska. Best of both worlds. No, you'd think that, but no, it's drone metal. Oh, man. <laughs> I would think that, but I guess I was wrong. Look, if we're taking a nice leisurely fly mm. over, I don't know, a forest, maybe some fields near your house where you have the drone. Yeah. You just want some uh, something majestic. Of course you do. I can't imagine anything I'd want more. I'm like, okay, where you're looking for more synergy. Where else does it does it line up? Um, I mean, I don't necessarily. I'm not necessarily looking for synergy. Cool. It's just that you think that there's a lot of synergy. I'm just not seeing it. Okay, how about this? I was talking a few seconds ago about flying drones into things. Metal, right. not metal. Uh, I mean, it depends on the metal. Okay, well, I'm crashing. Yeah. Okay, I'm crashing a drone right. into a plane, say. Yeah. There's a big explosion. Is that metal or I is it not metal? I guess it is metal. Shards of metal go everywhere. Yeah. People so, are impaled. It's yeah, it's metal it's metal in that sense, I suppose. I am still capturing footage of people being just decimated. Very metal. Because I yeah. put up a couple drones at a time. I got my one master shot drone. Yeah. And then I got, I call them my black box drones because right. I have to go in afterwards and retrieve the black boxes to get all the footage out. How, now, how do you afford all these drones? <laughs> Aren't they prohibitively expensive? Well, I make them myself. Oh, I see. Look, it's real. Drones are easy to make if you just accept they're going to be destroyed. Oh, I see. What I, I do, see. I go down yeah. to Drones R Us Warehouse yeah. down on Terminal there in Vancouver. Now, there's a door around the back that does not lock all the way. If you have a crowbar. Mm. <laughs> I pop open that loose little lock and I go mm. in and I take all the parts I need. And then I go into the supervisor's office. I take the instructions and the toolkit and I take those home and I just build them myself. Anyone you do this can every do time? It. Anyone can do it. <laughs> you always get the instructions? Well, once you've popped the door, yeah, well, yeah I always get the instructions. And I Usually I've like made a mess of the tools or yeah. lost a bunch by then. So I go and I get their new toolkit that they've just replaced with a note on it saying, do not steal. And I don't steal it. I borrow it. And I will return it if I can remember where all the pieces are. If I can't remember where all the pieces are, they're not going to want it back. They need a complete no, of kit. Course. I needed a complete kit just to make all those drones. It makes me furious when someone returns to me an incomplete kit. Right? It's like if you lend a book to someone. Yeah. And they move. Like they leave their bookmark in it at a certain point. I don't even want it back. It's bullshit. Somebody comes over to borrow a cup of sugar. Take the whole bag. <laughs> What's the point? I don't get it. It's not for me, okay? <laughs> Have you ever returned a cup of sugar, by the way? Uh, no, but no one's ever really asked me for one either. It's like the, the world's uh, oldest scam. <laughs> oh, that old sugar scam. That's yeah. why nobody does it anymore, because it's on Snopes. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone really need a cup of sugar? What are they going to use it for? You could just get the sugar from a can of Coke. <laughs> Drain the Coke over a paper towel. Let the paper towel dry. Did you ever do any stuff like that? What sort of stuff are you talking about? I'm talking about like... Pour me out. Can of Coke. Hear me out. You're trying to get a cheap high going. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, this is like... It, it, I'm not saying like doing a meth thing where you're like scraping off matchsticks or anything like that. I'm sure you've never done that. I've never done that. No. Okay. Um, what about like, no, actually all the, all the things I'm thinking of right now, yeah. you definitely haven't done. 
here's what I have done when I was um, 11 or 12 or something. I was sniffing markers in class. Right. Because they smelled good. I they was do. Like, they smell amazing. Yeah. I was just, yeah, just like sniffing. I'm like, oh, man, that smells really good. Did yeah. you smell this? Smell this. Oh, yeah, it smells good. And the teacher came over and like, do not do that. He grabbed the markers out, out of my hand. And I didn't realize until later, like, it's it took me like an, an, an admittedly embarrassing amount of time to realize that you can get high doing that. Yeah. Well, you were high at the time. <laughs> you just smelled all those markers. So yeah. you're like, I don't know what's going on. I was also like, just, you know, a dumb kid. That's like 12 true. 12 or something. Oh. So I was like, essentially high all the time anyways. 12 and stoned. Here's an example. Yeah. Okay. Of the kind of thing I'm thinking of that you yeah. might have done. Like, uh, you're at a party. Of course. And there's a bunch of beers around or drinks that aren't finished. And you're like, I didn't bring anything else. I'm just going to pick up all these leftover drinks, pour them into one cup. Uh, you think I might have done that? I do, actually. <laughs> I do. I don't think I have done that. I'm pretty okay. sure I haven't done that. Okay. It's very respectable. <laughs> Is it? I mean, sounds like you didn't know how to party, but whatever. That's cool. That's cool. I didn't know how to party. Not very metal of you, I have to say. No. Not very metal at all. That is one of the uh, one of the big problems with my show, is that I'm not really like an ideal host for it. Right. But that's I don't why listen I'm here. to a lot of drone metal. Oh, I don't listen to a lot of drone metal either, but we would for this podcast. I've listened to, in my entire life, maybe 10 different artists yeah. who, are, who could be considered drone metal, and I only regularly listen to Boris. You know, I hate to admit this. You're making me think now about my pitch. Yeah. I am not the best host for a aerial drone footage slash aerial drone crashing show. I don't know. It really actually does sound like you are the best. Here's the thing. Host. Here's the thing, though. I've only watched like, I don't know, eight or ten minutes of drone footage in my life. You've I mean, made I, a lot of footage, though. Uh, I've made a lot of drones. Yeah. I oh, don't that's... always put the camera in because uh, that's not really the point. Uh. Right? <laughs> I've crashed like six or seven hundred drones of course, of in my course. life. And I got, <laughs> I got to tell you, the best, one of my favorite things to do, and you can only do this if you have the camera in there so you can aim, right. is but like you, you hover up outside someone's apartment, 16th, 18th floor, right. whatever. You wait for some poor sap to get up in the middle of the night, go over their cocktail cart, start fixing themselves a G&T. Uh-huh. And you crash straight through the window into the bar cart before they can get their drink off of it. Hilarious. It does sound very funny. It's extremely funny. I, don't, I, th- I do think that you would be the ideal host for this show. But I don't watch the footage, Eric. No, What am I going to do? Watch hours and hours of footage and just talk about it? Sounds terrible. I'm an artisan. I make things. I don't critique them. <laughs> right. Um, well, I guess I'm, I just don't feel like voting today. You know what? Me neither. Let's, let's just, just go, not do it. Let's go listen to some drone metal. Listen to some drone metal, yeah. Crash some drones. Um, thanks for listening to Podcast versus Podcast. Uh, check out uh, some other shows on Cave Goblins Network. Uh, like this one. Doug Vandalay here for Comedy Zeitgeist on the Cave Goblin Network. Each week I sit down with a comedian to talk about their career and their comedic influences. Learn about your favorite comedians talking about their favorite comedians. That's Comedy Zeitgeist on the Cave Goblin Network. Dang! Dang, that's really late to put in like a mid-show stinger because we're ending the show right now. Yeah, yeah, but we forgot. So what do you want from us? Who cares? And if you'd like to send us some money, just uh, hit me up on Twitter, uh, email us. 
I'll let you know the best way to do it. Send us a geotag. I'll send a drone over. Crash it through your window while you're trying to make a GNT. <laughs> Shatter it all over your rug. And thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.